Theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. There is a lady who's gonna die. But Sam is an agent of FBI. It's basically Honeymoon Express. Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Leet. Yeah! Kristen's making me introduce this one because she knows that I was going to get up to some of my usual tricks. Welcome to this week's episode of Oh Boy, It's Kristen and Leet. I'm Leet. I'm Kristen. You didn't say it. We usually say the title of the show together. Oh, it was so fast. You fucked me. Try it again. No, it's over. What do we do on this show, Leap? Uh, so what we do on this show is we discuss the television program Quantum Leap, having just watched an episode. I don't have it in my heart to, to criticize. Also, there was nothing criticizable about that. That was yeah. a perfect description of this program. So I guess that's really just all that it comes down to, is the fact that you're just better at this than me. <laughs> so you have the right to criticize me. Uh, specifically, this week we are talking about... Uh, I didn't catch the episode uh, number... Oh. It might be episode 15 of season two, I something think so. like that. I think it's 15. Uh, Sam leaps into 1973 in an episode called Her, Her Charm. Charm. Well done. Thank you. So I was way off with my prediction. Um, you, there was some overlap. I was mostly off. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about witches. It was. Yeah, there was no, no witches at all. No witchcraft. No witchcraft. Yeah. Should we just like... Jump in. Um, Do you want to talk about anything? Um, Is there anything we need to talk about? Um, well, I'm concerned about your drinking. Mm. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> no, guys, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's a beautiful day in sunny Toronto. It's real spicy out there. <laughs> oh, it is spicy out there. It, she's a spicy meatball. <laughs> oh, she's a spicy meatball <laughs> in Toronto this day. Uh, so anyway, I guess let's jump into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's all we have for small talk in us. Kristen, how does this episode begin? It begins with a voiceover that is entirely new again. So, like, we used to have Relaxing Lady... Yeah. And then we had Sage Grandfather. Oh, yes. And now we have kind of like, it's, it's like creepy computer lady. Like, I likened this new voice to the effect that was achieved with um, Aaliyah in Queen of the Damned when they overlapped her dialogue with her brother speaking. Um, but that's just because if I can find a way to, to, to bring vampires into it, I, I shall. Um, that's what I, the vibe I got. What vibe did you get from this new lady? Um, it's it's kind of like um the computer voice from Star Trek TNG, mm-hmm. like in that realm. Major Barrett. Is that who it was? Yeah, she was on the original. Was she the same one? No, she was the Doctor, I believe. You mean um, DeForest Kelly? No, not the Doctor. No, um, uh, Nurse Nurse Chapel. I think so. Let me check. Yeah, no, it was. Um, she was married she to was, Gene yeah, Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry's wife and yeah she did but but there was there is like definitely a deci- a marked difference between her uh, computer voice in the original series and her computer voice in the next generation so she was the computer in the original and i believe the nurse? so yeah i believe that's the case oh, cool that's all were you just looking that up or were you just googling something unrelated <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was looking up majel barrett don't worry <laughs> she was also luoxana troy correct um, but we're not here to talk about Star Trek. Yeah, no, she she did sound a little bit like she just sounded like a like a vampire computer. I vampire tried, computer. <laughs> vampire computer. I tried to, to make it work and it didn't. Well, you know how much I enjoy it when <laughs> we say the word vampire. So I've just never heard. Is is that computer? Is how that... do you mispronounce computer in the same computer. way? Computer. Computer. Vampire computer. 
Um, You've never looked more Swedish <laughs> than you just did. Say, vampire computer. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode of On a Dark Cold Night, which features a vampire computer. <laughs> what what inspiration? Um, so Sam leaps in, and he's. We don't get any uh, voiceover monologue from Sam this episode. We're just uh, in media res. And you know, good risen, ri- yeah. good risen, good risen. <laughs> Good reason. Um, I do. I I do not really care for when he has his little talks it's, with God at the beginning. So, it's just strange. It's so bizarre that he's trying to like put put theme on this thing, which is just really a series of things that happen, and he's trying to like implant some kind of meaning onto it. Yeah, yeah. It just it it just seems like a weird vehicle to have him just not even re-explain because that's what the voiceover does at the beginning which is to be like I've been leaping a lot of places sometimes Sometimes. I'm up sometimes I'm down sometimes I'm left sometimes I'm right but all I know for sure is I'll never be home again (laughs) like I don't know man the only thing I know is God is cruel (laughs) and does not want me specifically to be happy Despite my many contributions to progress and mankind, I seem to be punished. I must have done something terrible in a past life. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah, so he leaps and he's, oh, what an unfortunate. This is the first time where I'm like, oh, he really can't be blamed for being stupid in this scenario. He's just knocked on a door. No, he's he literally... He leaps in with his finger on a doorbell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like holding it there for like a couple of seconds too long before he kind of clocks that that's what he's doing. If I leapt at that time, I would be so (laughs) anxious. Like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, I need to run away from this door right now. First thing I would do is book it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't even put out the flaming (laughs) bag of dog shit. Like, that to me is worse than the piano scenario because, at the very least, like, yes, you're a pianist and you're like, oh my God. Like I'm in the middle of a at concert. least I know what I'm supposed to do. At least I can be like, I, I me play keys, <laughs> like <laughs> f- football, throw ball, like <laughs> throw hard, go fast. Yeah, like it kind of makes sense, but in this case, it's like, whose house is this? Why am I here? Who am I? Who are they? I don't even get a mirror. What am I doing here? And also, it's compounded <laughs> by the fact that the moment like somebody opens the door and says, "Oh no, it's you," it's like, oh man. God, why am I here? Yeah, I was like, it could be, could be salesman, could be like tax collector, you know, like yeah. whatever you call them. Could be ex-husband, could be neighbor, could be anything. Could be current husband, could be, could cur- be future oh, husband. Oh no, you. <laughs> I would love if, it, if that's how you respond to your current husband. Yeah, so this woman opens the door. She's not happy to see him, hands him some bags and says, put these in the car. And he looks confused. She's like, you brought a car, right? And like... Yes, I know. I I have no idea. (laughs) And for the first time, it's like he doesn't even try to be like, um, um, yeah, of course I brought a car. Yeah, sure. What kind of idiot would bring a car? Obviously, I would bring a car. Yeah, it's me. I know you're not happy to see me. hey, you. Look, it's me. You know I brought a car. (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Have I ever not brought a car? Seriously, I don't know. Maybe there were several times. One time it's, I brought a push bike. Yeah, it's me. Your friendly neighborhood car guy. Uh, yeah, so he's just fucked. <laughs> he's just fucked. And she leads the way to his car and gets in and he gets in and she goes like, well, start driving. And he goes, I don't have the keys. Also, I don't know where we are or where we're going or for what purpose. Yeah. Yeah, and they totally skip over that because what happens next, essentially, they both bend over to look for the keys under the seat. Um, and then that's good timing because a couple guys pull up in a car with a Tommy gun and just shoot at them. Yep. And then they drive away and these two men just vaguely shoot at the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, that's insane. The one guy who's older is like, that's unnecessary. Don't, don't do that. And the other guy's like, well, who cares? Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> and like, people are like, oh my God, we came out to see what those gunshots we heard were. Gunshots we never and expected first... that gunshots would be aimed at us. It's our like... first instinct was to bring the kids out on the <laughs> yeah. front porch. Yeah. Like a lady in her bathrobe comes out with like two little kids in their PJs. I'm like, why? <laughs> You hear gunshots and you're like, maybe be like, I'm going to go see if someone needs help. Maybe I could see an adult deciding to step outside, but maybe don't bring, wake up the kids and bring them. Hey guys, did you hear there's gunshots? Like, holy <laughs> that shit. means the gunshot fairy is here. <laughs> the gunshot fairy. It was, brought bullets for everyone. It's just so dumb. And these two guys are like, ah, 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 driving away, just shooting. Well, the one guy's like, I don't know about this. Yeah. So stupid. And then they just end up at the FBI? Yeah, at the F- yeah Sam is an FBI yeah. um, um, agent who's here to protect this woman, Dana something. I guess he did explain it. He though, did. Well, he said, yeah. He did say he said, a couple hours at the emergency. Yeah, because she, she got a cut on her face um, when she they were heavily was, shot at. Yeah. Like the end of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Um, and so he took her to the hospital and then managed to just say like, oh, two hours in the emergency room uh, gave me enough time to figure out where the fuck the FBI building is in Boston. Is that his only voiceover this episode? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, just to explain away the fact that, like... And it, it just gave me enough time to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. I just looked up the yellow pages. Well, and also, I guess, figure... Maybe did she say that, like, he was meant to be protecting her or something? Yeah, or? yeah, he was. He's, um, obviously, a very <laughs> needed um, um, protection man. Protection Body, man. Bodyguard, starring sure. Kevin Costner. Um, we get a new, a new little bit of uh, interesting uh, science, which is holograms don't reflect. God. Yeah, because... Uh, or has Al been vampire this whole time? Mm, that would explain nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That's here's the thing. Holograms actually do reflect. And when, when he did... He's the vampire computer. When... when <laughs> When uh, Al didn't show up in the mirror, Sam was like, oh, well, I guess uh, holograms don't reflect, huh? And Al goes like, yes, yes, that's <laughs> right. We don't reflect because hologram. Yeah. And that's why his outfits are so extravagant. Mm. He's, uh, yeah, Gary Oldmaning it. Yeah. It's so stupid because he's like, how many times do I need to explain? I don't have a reflection because of blah, blah, blah. I'm like, honestly, stop trying to explain Al because you keep fucking up the whole science behind Al anyway. Maybe I would have bought it season one when you started being like, well, neurologically speaking, blue, blue, blue. But in this case, it's like, well, now we know that ghosts can see him. Dogs can hear him and see him. Kids can see him because they're pure of heart. What the fuck? Like, yeah. stop trying to be like... I don't know. Just yeah. say it's magic now. Uh, we find out Sam is a guy named Peter Langley. Um, <laughs> he works for FBI, protects a lady. Um, he's got a boss named Richardson. He shows up. He's got rubber bands. What? Rubber bands? He, he plays with rubber bands oh. all the time. And the entire time I was like, oh, he's the bad guy because he's, he's got a tick. Yeah. He's got a quirk that's like that, quirky. He's got a quirk that's quirky. Like later on, like they're going to go to a place and there's going to be a rubber band on the floor and Sam's going to be like, I know who did this. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the case. No, that was just nothing. Um, um, but they, we also, we get the download from Al, which raised questions for Leet. Because Al says, in the original timeline, Dana, which again, a name that arose... <laughs> When Donald P. Belisario saw the dailies for the first day of shooting and realized that everybody had mispronounced the name Dana <laughs> and said, well, fuck, I guess we got to go with this now. Sure. Her name is Dana because that's a name. That very common name that is spelled exactly like a real name. Maybe it's like D apostrophe A-N-N-A. Like it's Italian. Like she's from Anna. Dana. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, no, this is my timeline question. Because sure. Al says, oh, in the original timeline, uh, she gets shot and killed at 4.18 this afternoon. Right. Which means that 
in the original timeline, they also were both bent down in the front seat of the car. Like, that thing about Sam couldn't find the key and so she bent over to help him look, that happened in both timelines? Yeah, especially given the spoiler, I suppose, for the episode. (laughs) Which, should I just say? Yeah, go for it. So, uh, the end of the episode, we find out dramatically that the person Sam leapt into uh, is working for the drug lord who is trying to kill Dana. Yep. So, it's like, if he is trying to help them kill her, like, I guess she succeeded, like, she escaped several times, a couple times before. Yeah. But, like, this uh, seemed like a good opportunity for for it to happen. So so you know what I mean like in the original timeline she probably should have died in the car. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean oh, I'm so it's, tired. it's very bizarre. <laughs> well, like it would have been easy for him to let her die there, I would think. In the original timeline. Yeah, I mean I suppose um well we don't know cuz wouldn't he have thing, just like, been like I'm going to go get something from the backyard? <laughs> or what? like also I was just thinking like because when when he like steps into the car for the first time and says okay oh, I don't have the keys and she goes oh well last time you uh you would put it under the seat uh. and I'm like oh that'd be pretty clever if he's like I keep my key under the seat so that people can get murdered right next to me and nobody's the wiser yeah well, I'm just bending over, over, to, to, find bending my over to find my keys and everybody has seen this is like I, it's water cooler talk I talk to everybody about how I keep my keys under the seat. Who does that anyway? Nobody. So you just never lock your car? What's going on? It's the 70s. Nobody locked their cars. Cars didn't even have locks in the 70s. That's not true, is it? I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> but also, they, they, they do, because, um, again, they do... They, Plant this pretty uh, interestingly, like um, when when Dana is like yelling about how incompetent the FBI is, she keeps being like, "Oh, you know, I only escaped when I was in uh, when I was in New Orleans. I I only escaped. No thanks to you. I escaped because I had to jump into a thing. And like in this other place, she jumped into the bayou with alligators, which is really impressive. That's real dangerous. Yeah." But yeah, she. But like, yeah, it's it's pretty good that they're they're kind of at at the beginning painting Peter as like this useless useless guy, and she's like, "No thanks to you, I survived." And it's like, "Oh no." Yeah, because she says that so many times to him. Yeah. No thanks to you, and it's like, and and she yells at him, and he's constantly like, "Why do you hate me? Why are you Why always are you so, so mad at me? Why do you treat me like getting... I'm bad at my job?" And then it's like, "Cause you have been." Because <laughs> like, like, yeah, either you're bad at your job in that you are corrupt. Or you're bad at your job in that she keeps almost getting killed. Yeah, yeah. But also they set this thing up where um, Richardson, uh, uh, Peter's boss, is like, oh, well, uh, she's been uh, found out twice already. Like, there must be a mole here. So that's why the only people who know where she's going are you and me. Yeah, and we. I thought, like, so it's rubber band guy. Yeah, rubber band guy, for sure. But this is the the neat thing about uh, quantum leaping is that there's always the possibility. That was just a red herring. So the plan uh, this time is that uh, they're going to get her a new identity in a couple of days. Sam's going to take her to a safe house in Baltimore. um, And they're going to drive there in laundry truck. Sam drives laundry truck. Yes. They're going to Baltimore because he's he's already planning to go to the... Cottage, or is that later? No, no, no. He, she's. He, this is the thing. He decides Baltimore's not safe because she. This is the thing. Al's download to him is like, oh, she's gonna get killed when you're on the road to Baltimore. So Sam says, okay, well, we're not gonna go to Baltimore. Instead, we're gonna go to this cabin that I know. This cabin that he, Sam, knows that he used to hang out with with his old professor, uh, Professor Lo Negro. Mm-hmm. Why was he hanging out at a cottage with his professor? Fishing. And also talking about the string theory of quantum leaping. I mean, I guess... <laughs> I guess it's not that weird, given that it would have been in university, right? Yeah. But, like, they, at one point he pulls a picture of the two of them and mm-hmm. shows it to her. And in the picture, it's like, I think they tried to make Scott Bakula look shorter because he's the student and the other guy's the professor. But I'm like... If he was in university, he was still, like, six foot six or however fucking tall he is. Well, except remember that he was the youngest person ever to graduate uh, MIT, uh, summa cum laude. So he could have been, like, 15. He could have been, like, 14. (laughs) If he wasn't too busy playing Carnegie Hall. (laughs) 
I hate this show. <laughs> but like even more weird than that he should go to a cottage to go fishing with his professor if he's not yeah. college age. Yeah, it's 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 a very um, nebulous timeline there. But just to let you know, the picture looked like a picture of a tall man and a shorter, like, younger man, but they photoshopped Scott Bakula's face on this shorter, younger man. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. Maybe they just, you know, casablanca it and had him standing in a ditch and mm. whatever, but, like, it was kind of hilarious because he's, he's a tall man. Yeah. So... But it also looked like they might have gotten a younger picture of Scott Bakula. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Nah. Um, so, um, yeah. But so, anyway. Back on track. Um, they're driving. Um, they keep... Okay, here's the thing about this is that Dana is sleeping in the back of the laundry van. And when she wakes up, she goes like, oh, how come you haven't... Uh, you didn't wake me up when you stopped for gas? And he goes, he goes oh, well, we've been driving for three hours, uh, but I haven't stopped for gas yet. And she goes, well, you should stop for gas. He goes, look, I got half a tank. And then 20 hours later, he's still like, I got half a tank. Yeah, I suppose one of his, none of his PhDs were in common sense. (laughs) Yeah. Grown up logic. Cars consume gasoline. Basic car knowledge. He thought he literally drove this like 20 foot truck for 20 hours. They drove like a day and a night. Like, like, yeah, it was morning when they left. I am impressed that the van got them to the damn cottage. I it must couldn't say. have. <laughs> that well, is television. Also, the idea that it's been at half a tank for the last nine hours, I yeah. should never look into this, is the stupidest thing Sam Beckett has ever, ever done. Maybe in the future, cars keep going. <laughs> Maybe he's, he just forgot cars used to need gas <laughs> in the past when he was alive. I think, um, like, okay, <laughs> the logic of this episode is super flawed in so many things. Really? I, there are a couple things that I didn't flag. Uh, when the boss is talking to the girl in the office, to Dana in the office, rubber band man. Yeah. He's just like... Are you sure you don't deserve all of this? And she's like, what? Obviously not. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you were with him. And she's like, I worked for him. He's like, well, that's pretty bad. I'm like, are you denying that drug lords and like gangsters and shit like can have employees? Like, that seems like FBI 101. Yeah. So that was sort of weird. Um, The other thing is, so we're going to have the recurring theme of Sam talking to Al unabashedly now. He just has no self-consciousness about how weird it is when people walk in and see you just talking, like your eyes focused on someone and talking. It's not even... Because she'll be like, oh, you're talking to yourself, huh? My husband used to do that. I'm like, well, he's not talking to himself ever. Unless he's calling himself Al. It's very clear that he's like, what do I do, Al? And like looking at someone. So that's, you know... But like in this episode, he... And the last one, he has been trying some tactics with his time travel that are just shocking to me. And I kind of love it. We'll cross those bridges as we come to yeah. them. But yeah, she wakes up. And then, of course, who is tailing them? It's the bad guys. Nick, by the way. The bad guy is Nick, Nick Ketchifus. Ketchifus. Catch a falling star and <laughs> put, put it, it in, in your, your pocket. pocket. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> If you want to boo Leet, tweet us at Kristen Leet. Yeah, just tweet at Kristen Leet and say boo, and we'll know what you mean. I'll know that it's for Leet. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so then the, they pull up to the side of them, and Dana leans over the driver's seat, stares out the window, and screams. It's like maybe, maybe if you know you're going to get murdered. And you're in transit. Like, stay in the back of the damn van. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to, like, even give him a a moment of doubt as to whether this was a real laundry truck, like, just don't, like, lean out the driver's side window. Yeah. So that's just bad. It screams at the top of her lungs. They they try to smoosh uh, the car. Uh, The car doesn't smoosh. The the side swiping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try to smoosh 
the smoosh they the, sm- you know they tried it. to smoosh it with the side yeah but then that didn't work but then they threw laundry at him and that and did that, and that did smoosh he drove off the road and fell down a hill it's just so stupid because he's got this Tommy gun that he loves firing all the time and he fires it every other time except for when she opens the doors is standing there <laughs> Taking her sweet time throwing laundry. He's just staring at her. It's like, shoot her. I think there was like one like one little hint that he was like reloading. But absolutely oh, like while the one guy is like even even after she's throwing laundry bags at him, like the guy who's driving will take care of dodging the laundry bags. You can just shoot her. Yeah. You can just shoot her with your gun. Yeah. And we've had certain nuggets from the the main guy because the, the older guy is the drug lord right Cachifist? no 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 Nick was the was the younger guy oh and then he kept calling the older guy brother but I was like he's not your brother he's forty years older than you <laughs> anyway um they uh, uh they managed through the ruse of laundry to get yep. this um car off their tail but here's the thing they the bad guys nick and his brother whoever that nick is and his brother nick and brother brother catchifus brother catchifus that's biblical yes catchifus had very few <laughs> cares he was one of boston's millionaires See, i was, was gonna do look catchifus they're right outside our yard <laughs> quick catchifus go call the roman guard no wait <laughs> Two very good Andrew Lloyd Webber references. <laughs> he loves him a good catchifus. <laughs> catchifusing star. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but they, they pull out a briefcase that has in large gold writing, Federal Bureau of Investigation, open it up, and it's this weird... It's like Star Trek level. Star Trek original series yeah, level yeah. prop of like a tracking device. And I wonder, like, did they actually look like this back then? Because I'm about to criticize real hard what this looked like, because it looked like a fucking light bright. Like, <laughs> like they open it up. It's just like a plastic screen that's transparent with another screen behind it and then a light behind that. Yeah. And I'm like, so it's a toy, obviously. Yeah. Like, how could it track anything? It's it's clearly, what's the word? Like... <sighs> Christmas lights. There's no radar involved in yeah. this, is like, my point. Like, there's clearly no, nothing wireless about this. Mm-hmm. Do you ever notice, like, in these things, or at least in this episode, like, it's a briefcase, right? So you put it on your lap, you open it up, and then the 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 side of the suitcase that's facing you, that's kind of perpendicular, has got the big screen on it. And then the part that's on your lap's facing up is, like, it's all dials and knobs and switches, and nobody ever touches that shit. Like, there's no well, We're not worried about the done. bottom of this thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The screen is all that we really need to pay attention to. There's no on-off switch. It knows what it's tracking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very dumb. Um, but, yeah, and they're like, we're tracking them. I'm like, hang on, yeah. no. I mean, I guess now that we know, we know now that they were in cahoots. Yeah. So he probably had a tracker or yeah. something. We, I mean, we always knew that dumb. they were in cahoots with somebody. Either, yeah, yeah. Either Rubber Band Man or Sam. Yeah. Although, this is an interesting thing. Did you clock, did you clock this? They had a little cutaway scene where um, the uh, some some assistant told Rubber Band Man, like, oh, they haven't checked in at the safe house yet, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait, this is a third guy who knows the plan. That fucks up the entire premise of this episode. Oh, that yeah, I didn't clock that. Like, there's another, That's right, there's another the guy. He's like, we should tail them. Maybe he's the fucking mole. <laughs> that guy probably might be the mole. And come to think of it, because then Rubber Band Man was like, I should have really sent people to follow them. Yeah. And then he's like, put out a notice APB. for people. Oh, Ask Pam Beasley. Ask Pam Beasley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, in retrospect, um, Rubber Band Man really did care. He That's, did care. So, good for him. He, he was, was a good a FBI agent, but an asshole. Yeah, he was an asshole to her face. He didn't like her as a person, <laughs> but he was worried for her safety, so... And he spends half of his depart- department budget on rubber bands, but other <laughs> than that, he's a great officer. He's great. 
Um, yeah, so then uh, I guess they're in love now because they're in love now, kind of. They just have like a yeah. moment of closeness in the van. There's uh, yeah, also a really weird thing where he's he starts, you know, one of the things like all throughout this episode is that, um, 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 Dana is kind of um, abrasive and um, angry Demanding. and shrill and hysterical and like all of these things that you know women are. Uh, I know I am. <laughs> um, and and Sam uh, kind of confronts her about it in the car. And by the way, this is night. This is night now. So they've been driving for eight hours on half a tank of gas. <laughs> it's an amazing truck. It's an amazing uh, laundry truck. Yeah. Um, uh, and and she uh, says, I don't know. She says something like, "Hey, like I did the right thing, and these people are trying to kill me." Mm-hmm. And also, like the FBI is nothing but assholes to me, yeah, including you. And like, why on earth should I ever be nice to anyone ever again? And then we get one of these. I don't know why. Donald P. keeps writing these, but where Sam, like, all of a sudden, for no particular reason, gets, like, weird about speaking for yeah, yeah. the other guy. And it's like, like, oh, the entire time he's like, hello, my name is Peter Langley. I'm an FBI agent. Uh, yeah. And then, like, in this moment, he goes, oh, um, well... On for, behalf of... For, for any... I wrote it down. For any <laughs> past mistreatments... Mr. Peter Langley would like to say, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I imagine, like, in his brain, I'm sorry is in quotes, too. Yeah. Like, he's planned it out. Peter Langley would like to say, <clears throat> I'm sorry. End quote. End quote. It's like, what a weird thing to say yeah. to another person. If that didn't make her go, like, oh, are you a time traveler? <laughs> like... It's like, he's like, he's got, Sam Beckett has two rules. One (laughs) is that it's immoral to have sex with someone if you're not in love. And two, it is immoral to say I'm sorry for something that I didn't personally do. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I guess it's like, yeah, you can go one of two ways. He picked a third way. In my mind, you have one of two ways. You could be like, well, Peter Langley was a dick to her. So I guess like I, I could be rude to her too. She's being rude to me. Yeah. I guess I gotta be. I have to pretend to be Peter I've Langley. Play the part. So why not? What do I care? Like I'll just be rude, and or be like I'll just be nice. I'll be like, oh yeah, sorry about that. I'm like, a real grumpy pants. Grumpy yeah. pants. <laughs> what did you say? A grumpy buns? I, I said grumpy pants, but then I fucked it up. I'm gonna say grumpy buns. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been such a grumpy buns for the last three sure years. It's like, it's like Krampus. Like he has a sidekick named Grumpy Buns. <laughs> grumpy buns. Who uses a computer? He's a Lampier computer. <laughs> it's the sequel to Krampus. Grumpy Buns. Um, yeah, yeah. But instead he picks the third way, which is to be like, I'm going to be nice to you. But okay, let, let me stop and uh, make things right on behalf of everything that happened yeah. that I wasn't here for and know nothing about. Because then she also says like that in New Orleans, they had a moment where... Mm-hmm. They thought something might happen between them, and then he said, "Like if it was, if we were in a different yeah, if things world. were different, then such and such could happen." And she says, "Oh, I just want you to know that I also wish things were different." Yeah, it's like for many reasons he should be off this case. Yes, well, yes, and it's also sad because I guess his reason is that he's he's gonna help her get killed. It's um, so weird that he's like, oh, like I'm, I'm a little bit falling in love with you, but also I'm gonna get you killed. Okay, so uh, is that cool with you? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's very. There's no, <laughs> like Donald. Was he just like fully trying to get her killed, even though he was in love with her, or was he claiming to be in love with her as a tactic? Yeah, I guess. Because neither of those things is necessary. I guess we don't know because we can't ever talk to Peter Langley. Only but Sam. But Donald knows. But maybe the ambiguity is interesting that that he told her things were different. Why? You know what they say? they always You always set up the one you love to be murdered by a mafio. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> mafio. So. Mafio. So anyway. <laughs> Stupid jokes. <laughs> stupid jokes. My friend Leet has some stupid jokes. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to hear a joke that I... Um, yes! This is a joke that I told at work uh, today or yesterday, and everyone is really <laughs> underwhelmed by it, but to me it is a perfect joke. Um, so the king is out hunting uh, with his with an advisor. Uh-huh. Um, and they're, they're walking through the forest, and they come across a clearing. There's a bit of a clearing in the forest, and as they're entering it, right across from them on the other side of the clearing, a peasant enters... And the peasant sees the king and his advisor, and he puts it's up his like hands. He puts up his hands, and he says, "Don't shoot! I'm not a deer." And the king just looks at him for a second, and the peasant starts walking towards him. He goes, "Don't shoot! I'm not a deer." And the king starts to raise his rifle, and he starts to take aim. And the peasant's getting a little closer now, and he says, "Don't shoot! I'm not a deer." And the king shoots him, and he kills him dead. And the king's advisor says, "Your Highness, why did you shoot him?" He said he wasn't a deer and the king says oh i thought he said he was a deer <laughs> oh <laughs> i see <laughs> that's and you came up with this no 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 i got it from jesse thorne oh. america's radio street sweetheart <laughs> it's very dumb it's such a good joke <laughs> Um, that reminds me of my favorite joke, but maybe I'll save it for another time because it's quite long. We'll do yeah. like a, a new segment on the show, which is <laughs> each yours. of us, we take turns telling a joke. We put a timer on. You have to finish your joke within this many minutes, I guess. How many minutes? <laughs> I thought you were going to say within one minute and I was like, oh, that might be tricky, but you say <laughs> No, it's a long joke. Like, it's a long joke. <laughs> we could have set a 15 minute timer. <laughs> I start a brand new podcast. <laughs> Called Long Jokes. <laughs> Your third podcast. Oh no, I don't know if I've I got can a pretty, handle I've it. I've got a pretty good long joke too. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll if we're under time one week or we don't want to watch an episode. Oh no, if we're under time, we'll just do an extra long credit sequence. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, okay. On that note. So they didn't do that this time. Probably because there was so much slow motion in this episode. There was so much slow motion. <laughs> I was like, oh, so they really are running under time lately. Because, like, at the beginning in the car, like, like in the driveway with the shootout scene, oh, there yeah. was so much slow motion at the beginning. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, the action has barely started. This is still, like, the introduction to the episode. And then it just got, got worse from there. So yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just a, we need five more minutes. Come on. Have you watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit about how whenever the episodes were running short, they would just uh, add slow motion. Yeah. 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 To, like, not, not even to action scenes, just to like anyone walking down the hallway. or. Well, that's literally what happened in this. I yeah. was just like, I mean, they were action scenes, but I'm like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah, this would be much more exciting at full speed. <laughs> Yeah, like you made you somehow made this introductory shootout scene very boring. <laughs> um anyway, um yeah, so they're in love now. Um oh yeah, and she's still saying like, "Wow, well, you know, I barely survived here, no thanks to you, and here no thanks to you, blah blah blah." Um and whatever. They're just sort of scoffing at each other, and then he makes a honeymooners reference very badly. Can you imitate what he Oh did? yeah, absolutely. Um she says she says something that he doesn't like, and he goes moon <laughs> and does like like the hand motion the hand motion but not a punch or anything it's i like, guess that's what ralph cramden did he did like a open like sometimes palm. he would do like that yeah, yeah yeah um i think every now and then it was a fist though yeah i think yeah but um so the question is did he forget the quote were they not allowed to use the quote did they think that it was too violent to say one of these days just gonna send you to the moon? Straight to say, the moon. Pow, straight to the moon. Or right in the kisser yep. is another one. Yeah. But yeah, straight to the moon. All you had to say was straight to the moon, but you just, moon. Moon. That is the worst honeymooners impression I've ever seen. We get to the cottage finally, and it's like, what I don't know, almost dawn. I don't know. They've been driving for twenty hours. We get another. We get a, another Sam talking to himself scene. Um. Well, well, she's <clears throat> in the kitchen trying to uh, rustle up some grub. Yeah. But here's the thing: is that 
In this particular instance, the thing that she walks in and hears him saying is, she was supposed to be dead on the bridge at 418. I agree. This is exactly why what would, I was going to say. Why didn't she run out the door at that moment? Why weren't you suspicious at this time where you overhear him say to no one, she was supposed to be dead at, the, at 415? Instead, she just goes like, talking to yourself again, silly Billy? <laughs> what are you doing talking to yourself? I found some sardines. And then she hands him an open can of either sardines or anchovies and a fork in the most like unappetizing close-up ever. And then, she's like, yeah, uh, what was I going to say about that? It's just really weird that she's like, eat this. <laughs> like, obviously he won't. I would rather not. You're not starving yet to the point where you need to eat shitty old sardines. Mm-hmm. But this is, okay, so two things happen in this scene. The first one is that your prediction is proved a little bit right. Oh, yeah, because she says, like, I'm sorry that I, I can be, I know I can be a witch. I know I can, I've been kind of a witch. Oh. And we both <laughs> got really excited because we <laughs> thought maybe... <laughs> Your prediction about witchcraft is gonna, and then she also said something about reading tea leaves, and we're like, ah, oh, that's kind of witchy. That's what that's. Tassiomancy. I'll give you, I'll give you two out of ten on that. <laughs> you know, I'm just glad I got points at all. The other thing is that like, this is the scene where like the seduction starts to happen, and like they're 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 like he um, is this when he fell in the lake? Yeah, he fell he fell in the lake earlier. Uh, well, they f- yeah, because he oh, the, he, shit, he says it. they have to leave. That's it. Yeah, because um. I'll L tells him that, oh, no, they're still on your trail. They're going to be here soon. They know soon. where you are, yeah. And so then Sam makes them leave, but they can't because the truck is obviously out of gas. It was just the gauge that was broken. And then he falls in the lake. And then it has to do with the rest of the movie shirtless. Yep. When I say movie, I mean television program. <laughs> the rest of the Seven Bart series shirtless. The, he has to do the rest of the season is that is that the rule? That's the rule. Sam got Take wet. Take it off once, so. keep it off forever. <laughs> Sam got wet. That's Can't. an interesting question. Can't wear Sam is wet when he leaps. Is new person wet? You know, yes. <laughs> um, and so they're back, and and it's also yeah, it's like the falling in love sequence. Yeah, and she does this monologue about being in love and she's like oh i want to be in love like it's a summer day (laughs) i want it to be like i don't care if i die as long as i'm in love with this one man forever it's a time time for a train song I want to be in love like a train driving across the city. <laughs> yeah, and he's a, and and he. I mean, he wanted to fuck her as soon as they were about to enter the cabin. He had a moment where they like they lean in close to each other once in the truck, yep. once outside the cottage, and then they kiss finally inside the cottage after he falls in the lake. But like he was that time outside of the cottage, he's like his face is in her hair. He's yep. like smelling her yep it's very he's in love and i guess that's his new thing is now he's not really worried so much about like what does this mean if i'm in love with her shouldn't we be getting married does this mean i gotta marry her in my real life what do i do what do i do al oh no i'm having feelings for this person and i don't know what to do he's just like he's just over it now yeah. he's, he's just like yeah i'll fuck her yeah I love her, so, like, when do we fuck? I mean, she's okay. (laughs) Like, Like, I imagine that someone could love her, so, like, fuck. Somebody gotta love her sometime. (laughs) F question mark? (laughs) Yeah, so, that's great. Um, nice little precarious towel situation there's as a, well. Yeah. Um, also, we, we, the, the, the final reveal about how we learned that Sam did the bad is that... um, he got a book of matches out and on the book of matches is a phone number and then while they're making out she's like oh i'm just gonna quickly focus my eyes on this book of matches over here oh my god that phone number is nick's phone number yeah and then she runs away because obviously sam did the bad sam did the bad sam did the bad yeah um 
And then we just have like you know a lot of chasing. She runs outside. The guys in the car are there. Yeah, gonna, Nick. They she they runs shoot into in the Nick arm. in the car and they shoot. And then she runs in the other direction and she runs into Sam. And then she's he's like, holding a gun, so she's like, gun. "Nope." And so then she runs into the forest. Sam runs into the forest. Nick runs in the forest. They're all running around. Al is tracking her and shouting to Sam to be like, "Follow my voice. I know you can't answer me, but follow my voice." And I'm like. I'm like, again, holograms, I'm not sure if, if you're centered on him and his brain, yeah. then I'm not sure that this method of follow my voice makes yeah. sense. Shouldn't your voice just be coming from his own brain? Yeah, if no one else can hear it, then location isn't really a factor, but quantum leap rules. Yeah, me he, guessing. Doesn't, he doesn't make a reflection, so. Vampires can choose who they want to hear them when. It's like when, when, when they stare in through a window and they're like, see me, see me. And they're like, oh, I see that guy. <laughs> That's one of my favorite vampire tropes. Yeah. Because it's dumb. My favorite th- thing about vampires is that they compulsively count things. <laughs> they gotta count everything. It's you gotta just count. a problem. I'm reading a new vampire book lately. I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about it. That's all. So I'll whenever, update you next week. Next if, week, if you run into a if you run into a vampire, just make sure you throw your your bag of loose teeth onto the ground, and you can get away while he's counting <laughs> all your loose teeth. Oh no! Fun <laughs> loose tooth, uh, uh, uh. and they have to take all that time to say it. It's like a really slow Mississippi, but they have to two loose teeth. What uh, uh. two two loose teeth? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, follow my voice business. That's so stupid. Oh, and also, I mean, I guess Nick Nick is just sort of psychopathic. Yeah, he's Because his brother's like, what are you doing? Like, just kill her. And he's like, not too quickly, brother. And it's like, way back in the city, he was like, hey, just like, what are you doing? Shooting your gun everywhere. He's like, well, I got to kill her. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's yeah. intent on killing her. But in the city, it was more about get it done fast. And here he's like, I got to take my time because he's a big old creep. He's also like, the brother is also like, hey, it's dark out. Like, it'll be easier to find her in the morning. And Nick is just like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> meh, meh, let's go hunting. Yeah. 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 Um, um, th- this is a cute thing that uh, happens is that when, when Sam, uh, well, eventually uh, uh, Dana, like, uh, stops running, kind of curls up behind a tree and is panting. And Al uh, yells at Sam and Sam approaches and Al goes... Oh, she's all tuckered out. I think she ran out of spunk. She'll just right her here around the corner. And then at that moment, she comes out from behind a tree with a fucking log. Yeah. And bashes Sam over the head with it. Yeah. And she wasn't out of spunk at all. Nope. She That's was the fine. the of that scene. <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty good. And then uh, he corners her on a very gothic looking cliff. Oh, yeah. It's it, very this dramatic. This is a very dramatic cliff. And, uh... And Sam's got her, with, and he's holding a gun, and she's obviously scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tries a new tactic again, where he it's just... It's the same tactic he used in um, Honeymoon Express. Uh, Honeymoon Express, the other episode in which he kills a man, so... Wait. Why Why did he use that tactic? What do you mean? Because in, in... I was going to say the one where he just reveals yeah. that he's Sam. He says, I'm Sam Beckett. I'm from oh. the future. You got to trust me. In this case, yeah. He just levels with her. He's like, I know that you don't trust Pete, but I'm not Pete. So you can so trust it's fine. me. fine. I'm like, I don't know. And, and, and she's <laughs> like, you're not talking to yourself. You're talking to an imaginary friend. And it's like, well, yes. And, and and he says, like, yeah, my imaginary friend says, like, Nick and his brother are coming to kill you right now. Yeah. And it's like, there's a lot not to trust in this scenario, yeah. I guess. It's oh, like, Pete is crazy. Is I'm not questioning the fact that you have an imaginary friend. <laughs> I believe that you believe you have an imaginary friend. I also believe that you're holding a gun and have been hired to help them kill me. Yeah. You know? But, so then they have, like, a romantic moment where he's like, just trust me, it's going to be fine. Because then he turns the gun on her and, like, yeah. plays plays that he's still in league with the other guys and shit yeah. for a second. Why? Yeah, it wasn't necessary because immediately Nick is like, oh, you're sleeping with her, eh? Like, she got to yeah. you, too. And it goes off on a tangent of, like, she messed me up with her gorgeousness. 
<laughs> like, oh, great. This old chestnut of like, it's her fault that she used her witchcraft to make me fall in love with her. Her charm. Her charm. She had a charm. Oh, she did have oh, a charm. Oh, that's I was it. a little right about a charm, just not like a literal like bracelet yeah. charm. She well, had a charm bracelet, people. That's all. It, it, we would have brought it up if it was relevant in any way, but it's not, <laughs> other than the fact that the title of the episode is named after it. Um, but yeah, here's the thing is that Sam's tactic is he's holding the gun on Dana for like a while. Yeah. And then Nick starts to try to shoot her, so Sam shoots Nick. Which she could have done the second that they appeared. Yeah. Well, and Al was done... telling him, Al was yeah. like, shoot him, shoot just him. fucking just shoot, him. shoot him. And he doesn't until, honestly, it's like Dana's on the floor cowering and those bullets are, are like... strafing her, like... Like, yeah. Like, I thought she got shot. Yep. Basically. Um, so it's like, yeah, you should have absolutely just shot him. And then as soon as he gets shot, the brother, like he, you know, it's not like Sam was going to go on a killing spree. Like the brother immediately was like, oh no. And like picks his brother up and leaves. And that was actually kind of sad because it's like that guy really didn't care about any of this, yeah. you know, like. He, also, like, was he going to carry his brother for like the two kilometer hike back to the car? Yeah, bear in mind, this is like a 70 year old man with a 30 year old brother. And he's like, I'll pick up my dead brother and go home. I'm like, sir, you cannot carry that all the way to your car. But this, okay, going back, this is my theory for the rest of the show is that <laughs> we've got this, this um, correlation now that every time Sam tells somebody, my name is Sam Beckett, I'm from the future. He's going to kill. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. It's I'm... his. It's the only way he can finish. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's... Was that meant to be a double, yeah. double entendre? Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Reveal your identity. Kill. <laughs> Not like you've never nutted before. <laughs> <laughs> then we come back to the cottage where he's treating her, her um, bullet hole <laughs> oh is that what they call it <laughs> he's treating her bullet hole <laughs> yuck um and he's still got no shirt on yep still no shirt bacula's got his back right out <laughs> back back uh he's got a back and a half that back back <laughs> gotta get that back back oh that back back <laughs> oh the back 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 <laughs> okay um and uh, so we learned from Al that because um, Al's like, no, she's going to go to law school and become a lawyer, which I guess Sam's got a thing for lawyers, too, by the way. Oh, yeah, because also, there Honey, we go. We're, this is just a repeat of the episode it's Honeymoon, Honeymoon Express. Honeymoon Express. Someone's out to kill this girl he falls in love with, etc. She's going to go to law school and she's <laughs> no, going to work. I'm sorry. They did. They just, they were like, oh, shit, we're shooting tomorrow. You don't know what to do. Okay, I'll tell you what. Pull out... Honeymoon Express, we'll do a find and replace. We forgot to write an episode and we shoot tomorrow. We've got... Also, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> we need to cast some people. Stat. So they, they, do we have location? <laughs> they did a find and replace. They replaced Roger with um, um, Nick. Nick. Kajafas. <laughs> Kajafas. <laughs> they replaced Train with Laundry Truck. Sure. Um... Yeah, she's going to work at this firm, something, something, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know, this name turns out, it's uh, 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 Lo, Lo Negro. And he's like, wait a minute, and then at that moment, Professor Lo Negro walks in and is like, what are you two doing here? And he pulls out his own gun, says, the fuck, <laughs> get the fuck out! Yeah, yeah, and, uh, so it's a little interesting that, so, I, I mean, I guess we got a hint earlier, because the girl... Because Dana, 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 Diana looks at the picture of the, of two, of the two of them and is like, oh, I could see myself with a man like that. And he's like, which one, the professor? Which the one? Student? Which one? Uh, is it the, the, the small, handsome one? <laughs> she's like, what? No, the 15 year old? What? Fuck you. No, she's actually like, either or. <laughs> Her answer is like, eh, either or. Eh. Which I'm like, dealer's what? choice. What are Anyway, so then that guy walks in and it's like, well, I guess 
I guess we have a hint that she'll love him, but it does seem a little strange since she was like, I've never been in love before. It's like, girl, you're 35 and you've been married. She's like, no, but I didn't love him. I just, I want to feel what it's like to be like in love with someone. I'm like, you seem to fall in love pretty easily because you sort of fell in love with Peter. You mentioned that you were falling for him. Maybe it wasn't love. Maybe she doesn't fall in love with Lo Negro. Maybe she just Just married. Just a second marriage. She's just like, it's just a marriage. Who cares? I don't know. But for all her talk of love, and how elusive it is. She finds it frequently, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, the the, the um, main part of this episode ends with Sam uh, going to Professor and says, Look, it's it worked! And the professor's like, uh, excuse me? And he goes, look, I'm, theory. I'm Sam Beckett. Or no, it's uh, the, str- the st- string theory of quantum leaping works. I'm Sam Beckett. In that exact moment, he leaps. I have so many problems with this. It's like... I don't know much about time travel. Don't know much biology. Yeah, I don't know much about time travel, but I do know that you you don't want to change the past other than the way you need to change the past, I guess. You're not supposed to. Like Like going up to him and being like, hey, string theory worked. I'm Sam Beckett, quantum leaping. And then leaving, it's like, you probably just fucked up quantum leaping now. Yeah, like, it's going to be like, suddenly you're going to leap and like, it's you're gonna Professor Lo Negro. <laughs> Professor Lo Negro is suddenly the one leaping instead of Sam Beckett because he invented it and went off into the desert. Yeah. Like, Sam, you have to know that's really I irresponsible. Also, I also like the idea that... Um, God is up in his little control center and he's like leaning back. Ah, we saved her life. Uh, everything is well. I can finally relax. And he's like, wait, what's he saying? No, fuck, 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 fuck. And he pushes yeah. the leap button. Like, well, you never told me I wasn't supposed to do that. I just assumed that as a man yeah. with a million people. You told two you people this knew. episode. This episode, you told two people about Sam Beckett. Yeah, really bad. Really bad. Although this was the first time because right before this happens, um, he talks to 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 to, 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 to Al. Al says that he's gonna get like six to eight years mm-hmm. for for being a fucking mole for the mob. Yeah, basically. And uh, so I guess this is the first time that like someone who Sam has leapt into is gonna like face the music and also doesn't leave the situation just being a good person magically. Yeah. Because, like, the other time I can think of is, like, in um, So Help Me God, when she's like, you were racist before. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not a racist now. And then it's like he goes on to get a job at a law firm that cares about social justice and stuff. And, like, so eventually he, we're led to believe, like, guess what? This man is going to leave this time travel scenario having no longer. Having learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. And in this case, he's like, no, he's fucking going to jail. Yeah, he's going to jail for sure. Yeah. So, interesting. And then, we do plugs. We sure do. You go first. Um, my hilarious musical comedy show, Sex Cult, a musical sexplosion is coming up uh, at the Hamilton Fringe Festival. Uh, Kristen, did you enjoy the show? I loved it. I thought it was insightful. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> The truth is, friends, I haven't seen it yet, but possibly by the... No. No, this is coming out in like three days. Oh, so why are you playing this game? Um, (laughs) I'm just trying to get people to... to Please come. Please, I've put... It's really great. I haven't seen it, but I know that it's great. We we did London a few weeks back, and um, look, it was great. We enjoyed it, but we lost so much money. I need you to come out. I need you, please, so much to come out. Hamilton. Go Hamilton, see this. And even just the GTA in general. Come see it. Make a trip out. It's not that far. I'm going. I don't even have a car. Is that bad? No, that's good. That's good. I don't even have a car and I'm going. Plug something. Um, I have another podcast called On a Dark Cold Night. It's a bedtime ghost story podcast. That's it. What was the last episode? I'm trying to remember. I had thoughts on it, but I don't remember what it was anymore. Bad thoughts. Bad thoughts. What was it about? Oh, it was about the typewriter. That was not the latest, but that was a recent one. The latest one was something like this, it was called. Something like this. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. Something like this. Yeah, it was about a rock song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
Um, about um someone being obsessed with a song. But then, like the heard. song ended up being <laughs> like the uh, the guy, no. the the rock star was like. Don't was give. Like, a, uh, why are you giving spoilers away on my? Show? <laughs> why are you doing this? <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> Isn't that the one with the great twist ending where it was her the whole time? Like fuck you. <laughs> All right. Why don't you spoil the uh, setup for next week's episode? So he's being beaten up by a couple of guys. Cops, I believe. Yeah. I mean, they're not in uniform, but it was a clearly good cop, bad cop situation. Um, Then they bring him to a cell, and there's uh, an old gentleman in the cell with him, and he looks in the mirror. Sam looks in the mirror. Yeah. And um, so he's a Native American uh, man. and, And the person in his cell is also. Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's it's very much a color of truth setup where it's like the well, I mean, in the color of truth, the the kind of big shocking reveal is like, oh, he's a person of a different race. In this case, like he's a diff- a person of a different race who's being beaten up by the cops. So there's more of a kind of a cliffhanger thing, but it's still like the 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 thing about this is like. It wasn't sufficient that they be like, oh my God, Sam is in a situation where he's being beaten up by some cops. That's not a sufficient like cliffhanger. They have to go and reveal, oh wait, he's a First Nations guy. That's your cliffhanger. Yeah. So um, I don't know what to say in terms of a prediction. Like obviously the episode is going to to tackle racism once more from the perspective of a white man. So Mm -hmm. that's great. Um, As in, it's not great. Um, If you can't hear my sarcasm, that's not really great. What's the title? Is that what you did? Uh, It's called Freedom. Yeah, so he's obviously going to And I'll tell you, it's uh, the year's 1970. Yeah, I guess guess the obvious prediction is that he's going to help, um, I, I would say his people, but I suppose the people of the man that he has leapt into uh have freedom of some kind yeah i my prediction is that this might get problematic so you have our permission to skip it if you're watching along yeah yeah that's all i got yeah so fingers crossed for the next episode of oh Oh boy Boy, it's it's kristen Kristen and leet bye to go down wow (laughs) that's pretty forward no